Thank you for subscribing to KCWG The Truth Extra, our premium content channel. We have copies of our shows, plus exclusive content from our hosts and their guests. Also, as a subscriber, you'll be invited to participate in giveaways and events. Thank you for supporting and listening to KCWGTheTruth.com, the best internet radio on the planet. Uncut. You're listening to KCWGTheTruth.com. I'm here with myself, T. Russ, and my boy, DJ Rome. Are you here with me? T. Russ, are you there? What's up, man? Man, how you feeling? Good, brother? Man, uh, I talked to you a little earlier, man. I'm cool. I'm here at the studio just chilling, man, and uh, just relaxing. We're going to have a great show today, man. Very interesting show on the part two. But before we get into that, man, how was your day? It was busy, man. It's been busy all week. We got a lot of rain right now. You guys are probably cool right now as far as that goes, right? Yeah, so far, man. Okay. It's probably coming your way. Typically, what we get up here will be coming your way soon. It's busy, man. It was one of those times where you don't realize how busy you are, how exhausted you are until you sit down with other people on that same grind. Yeah. And then you just stop and take a breath and say, man, I'm tired. You, I was planning to make a stop temporarily at one of my sites today. I had about four or five stops to make, and I stopped at number three, and I just couldn't go on, man. I sat with a coworker, and we just started just venting. Sometimes you just got to vent and just let it out. That's right. That's right. And um, that's what recharges the battery, and that's when people recognize their exhaustion, mm-hmm. and they can really be honest about that, and then they can say, no, I'm not superhuman. I am built this way for a reason, 
it's time to call timeout. So I called a little timeout today, man, so I could get through the rest of the day. So it was fine, man. How was your day? Oh, man, it was cool, man. I uh, I think I called you today earlier, and I was just like, man, I can't do nothing right now. <laughs> I just, I was just tired. I was that tired, man. I just needed to relax and just think. And uh, one thing I will say is that uh, I kept my word today. I had uh, a young female. You're listening to exciting uh, premium content on KCWGTheTruth.com. I just need help. Is there literature I can read? Is something I can I can uh, take back and just uh, digest or chew on and digest some information that will help me out with my life? And uh, I could never find that book. And I uh, went to the bookstore the other day, and I found a book called, uh, I think it's called Chicken Soup for the Soul. Oh, yeah. And uh, that particular series was for motivation and inspiration for teenagers. And so right. I, I bought that book for her, and when I get the book, she's like, thank you for keeping your word. And that meant go. a lot to me, you know, right. that she said that, and it's a thick book. And so she says, man, this is going to take me a long time to read this book. I said, no, it's not. I said, when you read that, start reading that book, you're going to plant yourself in it. You're going to see that there's certain things in that book that you're going to be able to relate to. You're not going to be able to put it down. And I believe that's where the healing process comes in uh, with knowledge and understanding. So it talks a lot about a lot of stuff, man. That's what I did today. Just uh, empowering people, just relaxing and just realizing where I'm, where I'm at. And so uh, when you talk about those self-help skills, I needed to put, apply that to myself. I love that. I love that. And it's amazing how, the kids come to us sometimes, and they're seeking something. They're hungry. They're thirsty, and they're right. open. And we could spout all day about how kids don't want to listen. They're incorrigible, intractable. But kids want to see whatever you show them, and I, I truly believe that. And when you show them something really positive and good for the soul, like that chicken soup book that you bought, Absolutely. I mean, they, they're looking for something to hold on to. They're looking for hope. Right. I've had some... Um, Girls in my office this week, just brokenhearted, man. I mean, I know what we're we're doing a part two tonight, so we're talking about relationships. And mm-hmm. when you when you talk about speak about the roots of some of these things and how initial encounters and first love and how that turns out or how it doesn't turn out, and the extent to which people can come to terms with uh, mistakes or uh, unreciprocated affection. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's challenging, man. I mean, I, I've dealt with some broken hearts this week, and I had to heal those hearts and remind them of who they are. It's like, you a queen, young queen, you a queen, hang in there, you know? And um, not be too corrective, because, you know, we, we teach on this show, it's like we don't want to rush in and fix it. We, we want to just hold space for them, right? That's right. We want to be able to give them an opportunity to, to vent and talk and share and disclose and become comfortable first. And then they'll probably provide a, a, a sort of a pathway toward uh, helping them work through their issues. It's not really my job to help them work through that. It's like I, I just facilitate, you know what I'm saying? That's right. And That's so right. It, it's a beautiful thing to be able to be in that position and know that we are people in place where we are, where, you know, in, in your example right there where she's seeking you out and she made sure that, your word was bond, and you made sure of that, even if she had perhaps not taken you seriously, that you were really going to follow up on that. I think it's beautiful that you did that, because one of the things that gets us in trouble with sisters and women in general, no matter who you're dating, is um, sometimes our words are not bond. That's and that's, that's really important to women, no matter what um, ethnicity, 
racial group they represent. We we have to keep our word, man. It's very important. Very, very important, man. And that goes, uh, you know, brings up the topic uh, for tonight. We spoke about last week. Um, we talked about black women, and we talked about how now not just black women, but they're dating outside the their own race, uh, what we call <clears throat> other. Um, you know, we can go back and forth and say, talk about white women and say they date outside the race. But we're specifically talking about black women dating outside the uh, their race uh, or their ethnicity based on the uh, the pool. There, there's no pool, or maybe there is a pool, and uh, or maybe there's some some things that we don't understand why the the essence of the black man is not around. You mentioned. First of all, there's a lot of incarceration dealing with young black men. Um, and then when you talk about uh, homosexuality, uh, women, that, that also lessens. And then when you talk about incarceration, um, that also le- And then when you just talk about education, it gets even smaller. So now you talk about spirituality. Wow, it gets even smaller. So now you talk about do you have any, 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 any men out there raised by fathers and mothers that know and understand the component of not only the relationship, but family dynamics, it gets even smaller. So I looked up uh, some, some breakdowns today that black women are the least likely to marry out of all ethnicities. Now, with that being said, my brother, I, I, I'm going to vibe with you a little bit because I thought about some things and uh, I definitely want you to vibe in um, when I make this deep comment. When I was growing up, in my 20s, I did a lot of things. We all did a lot of things. What we did as men, especially black men that didn't have fathers, we experimented. We dated on the scene. We would talk to the brothers and say, yeah, I'm going to get this and I'm going to get that. And, uh, man, we was on the prowl. We was on a hunt. And uh, a lot of times we would look at the external beauty of a woman. We would look at the body of that woman, the hair of that woman, the texture of her hair, the whatever tone you desire, and we got caught up in the essence of the uh, of the phenotype, what she looked like. We really didn't care what she spoke like. We really didn't yeah. care what she thought like. We really cared what she looked like. And so doing this process, no one told us what a virtuous woman was or a woman not to be taken advantage of. So let me go to the stage two. So as I got a little deeper in my 30s, and I got married, um, one of the things that I asked myself, and I'm about to get a little crazy right here, and uh, I asked myself what type of woman I wanted. And know what I mean by that is a lot of women today, they date a lot. And I had a problem with looking at a woman and saying how many, I would ask women, how, how many men you been with? And then I would get deep and say, hey, you know, um, do you practice oral sex? Hey, how many of those have you had? Because now I don't want to go take you out. And there's six dudes in the room that have had you. Now I'm sitting back and I'm going, whoa, I don't know about this. But then watch this. It's a double standard because men do the same thing. And so a lot of women don't really go. Let me tell you, I'm going to be real. How many women have you had? How many women have you gone down? I'm being real. They don't do that. You know why? Because women, a lot of times, accept men the way they are. They okay. just do. But women are the receivers. 
They are the one that carries the baby. They are really the ones that get the reputation that's not fair. But there's a lot of men that are hoes out there. Let's be real. Okay. Let's be real. They are. Now, you have to define what is a hoe. Now, they call young ladies thoughts. Okay, that's an in-between female. She ain't with nobody. She a side chick. But then if you really think about it, there's a lot of men side, a lot of what you call uh, men that are side dudes, a side dude. Okay, there's a lot of things going on in the world, and you go, wow, what is really going on? So now when you look at a woman that you're dating or you're interested in, my thoughts is how do you line her up? Be it that she's black, white, doesn't matter. How, what, what, would you, what would you say? Because this is going to be a very deep show. What would you say to a woman that you're interested in and you really believe she has that character? Does who she has been with matter to you? Let's say she's okay. been with 20 dudes. Mm-hmm. Are you looking for a woman that's been with 20 dudes or with two dudes? Now, mm-hmm. I've had, you're I've talking, had, huh? Go ahead. You're talking about when you're reflecting back when you were in your. No, I'm talking about, no, I'm talking about right now. Like, I'm asking you. Like, okay. if you're dating, well, I mean, what are the criteria? Because I've had women say, you know, I've did some things with, with some men, I got some experience. Mm-hmm. And I would go, well, did you need that experience? Well, I wanted some experience. Right. To, to bring right. something to the table. And then I would have to go, well, well how much you bring it to the table? A full table, half table, quarter table? You know? <laughs> you, you know what I'm saying? Did you leave any yeah. imagination for me? You know, and I right. could, and they could say the same thing for me or for, for the guys. So what's your thought mm-hmm. on that, man? I mean, what's your criteria? What's your thought about it? My thought is that experience is overrated. Okay. The whole thing with experience is that we're always trying to save our children if we have them from the experiences that we had when we were their age. And so we hope that they'll heed those lessons and be able to um, steer clear of some of the bad choices that we made. And so we hope that they live vicariously through our experience and not have to experience it for themselves. And so I remember, I'm gonna answer your question this way, because I I do take your question seriously with regard to how would I approach the, the prospect of dating a woman or seeing a woman that's possibly been with a whole lot of men, right? Yeah. That was your question? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So the movie Mr. and Mrs. Smith with Brad Pitt and Angelina Jolie, when they were both hit men and hit women, respectively, Brad Pitt thought he was cool. And when they had the discussion about, okay, how many people have you popped? Brad You're Pitt listening said, to exciting oh, premium content on you know, KCWGTheTruth.com. And, and then Angelina Jolie said, oh, about two or 300. <laughs> right. I remember that. You know, and all of a sudden, and then she said, yeah, a couple of them were two at a time. You know, the, the metaphors were just jumping all over the all place. All over the place, right, right. You know, but the audience got it. It's like, you know, <laughs> she, she's been around the block as far as that goes. And so, yeah, there is something that happens inside of a guy when he is faced with the, the prospect of someone being more experienced, more seasoned right. in that area. Right, right. So, You do have to have some standards. So I do have a process for filtering through that. Now, I don't know if we want to go into that process, but you have to be discerning. And we ourselves as men, we have to have standards. And so too often, I think um, we tend to get lumped in with the sort of the the typical, the the stereotypical storyline of what a black man does or how a black man is going to react to certain women or respond to certain women because some brothers have had some experiences out there. They've had some lives where they've had 
to make the best decision they could based on what they were given. Okay, right. so if you don't right. know how to appreciate women, if you've grown up in a household or a community where mm-hmm. you don't see a lot of basic common courtesy being extended to women, right. whether you be black women or Hispanic women or white women, just women, period. Women, period, right. If you, if you aren't taught how important that is, then something's going to be lacking. And so you're, you're going to be only performing based on what you know, and how can we ask anything else of you until you learn a different way? Right. And I think the same thing can be said with women who become frustrated, for example, with brothers. I mean, what, how, how else can you know how to deal with men? How are you going to recognize a good man if all you've been encountering are the dudes that play you? Well, absolutely, and where are you meeting these men? You know, where, right. where are you meeting them? Exactly. Are you trying to find a king or are you trying to find, you know, a brother that right. is right. in the underworld? I have a question. Okay. Yeah, I have a question for you, though. What's up? Uh, what you talked about, you wanted to know, you went specifically to oral sex, and I'm trying to understand that better. What made you so curious about that aspect of it? What was that about? Well, you know, we're in the school system, and I think it started with Bill Clinton when he says, I did not have sex with that woman. And it, 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 it kind of spread out to where the teenagers now or the young women say, I didn't have sex. I just, I just gave them a blowjob. Okay. But if you really look at the understanding of what intimacy is and whatever, that's some deep stuff, man, because now you're putting yourself out there as a woman to say, oh, we're not having sex, but I'm doing some things that married folks do. Mm-hmm. So if you think like that, like, hey, it's not sex, it's just mm-hmm. like kissing. So I would ask a woman, how many men have you kissed? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Now it becomes a little, um, dang, what, where's the line? What, where's the uh-huh. line? And that's why I thought that. Now, here's the second thing to that is this. Uh, somebody asked me today, why do you talk about black men and black women on a certain level where when you talk about relationships and deficiencies, and I say this because black women are the essence, I believe, in the world. I really believe that. I believe they have made America. I believe they have taken care of not only the black man, but the white family. I'll say it again. They took care of the black man and the white family. They are the essence of everything there is. Without the black woman, you would not have anybody, anybody. You can look at the pros and and the cons. They they are the essence of the ground, that God said, hey, let there, let there be, be, be fruit and multiply, all that stuff. And so in order to have a strong black woman, you have to be a strong man. Now let's take race, ethnicity out of it. You have to be a strong man. What type of man do you have to be to get with a strong black sister? You have to understand culture. You have to understand the struggle. You have to understand history. You have to understand the, the politics of racism. You have to understand the spirituality. And I don't know too many men or ethnicities that can possess all those at one time except that black man. Right. I'm just being real because he possesses that. But he has not took possession of that because the fathers are not in the home. The, the, the drugs came in the 90s. The education system wasn't set up for him. So who is going to teach black men how to date strong black women then if if, they, if you don't get taught, what they do is uh, she she talk too much. That's what you hear a lot of black men. She talk she talk too much. She's not letting me lead. 
of okay. other other ethnicities allow me to lead. They allow me to express myself. They allow me to be who I am. But what they don't know is that if you are strong, if you are a strong brother, and you've had mentors and you've had some royalty come into your life and tell you who you are, I guarantee you, you will be looked upon as a king. And so when I hear these uh, black women say, where are the black men? Um, they have a point. To a point. To a to point. A degree. To a degree. I to mean, a, they do, though. To a degree. And there's, there's so many different ways that the upbringing happens. And you, you touched upon it. You talked okay. about if a guy happens to have the good fortune of having some king speak into his life, right. when, you know, when he's a shorty, then, of course, he's going to develop according to that role modeling, right? And vice versa, if someone is not shown how to be honorable, how to uh, be dignified, and how you carry yourself as a young man so that you can step to that queen like a queen, then he's going to behave according to that upbringing. And so I shared last week that, remember how I said that it used to frustrate me that I felt like women couldn't see me? You told me that. We, we talked about that. Yeah. And so I think that that's part of my upbringing. I grew up in the church, right? Right. And so there, there's something that happens to a young man when he goes through that experience. And that's true. I think to a certain type of woman, I didn't stand out. Maybe the, the, the swag wasn't there. We, we touched upon that briefly. Right. And there's a level of, okay, so also what I touched upon was this. I'll finish that thought in a second. But there's certain things that women respond to, and it's sort of, sort of baked in the cake of their DNA. I think they respond to a certain level of confidence. Right. I think they respond to a certain degree of leadership, strength, of bravery. Okay. Um, charisma. Okay. And there, there may have been certain things within that that I perhaps took a little bit more time to acquire. Now, you can acquire those things in different ways. You know, I was on top of my books. Okay. You know, I grew up in where I grew up, and, you know, I had to fight. I had to scrap it out a few times. But there was something about me. I felt that you have to be in specialized, privileged positions uh, to have access to me. I mean, you have to, it, it has to be special circumstances. You're not going to run into my shopping cart at Ralph's. Right. Is Ralph's, right. Really, is Ralph's still down there? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah. The supermarket, you, that's just what, I wasn't meeting sisters or anybody like that. Right. I wouldn't meet them at the gas station. And nevertheless, I would always have friends or male colleagues who they were pulling left and right. Now, they may have been more athletic. They may have had a certain athletic build that immediately struck, stuck, stood out to some women who okay. sort of had that sort of primal attraction that is sparked when you when a woman perceives a man that she deems to be really attractive and desirable. He could be a high-status man, and the fact that he is athletic and popular, and that's where some of that swag comes from. And sometimes in the coming up in the church, I don't know if I necessarily had that swag, and I think that in a lot of ways, I, I needed more time to develop, perhaps. Yeah. But even in long into my adult life, I still found that unless there were some really specialized circumstances where women could meet me, and I'm talking the women that I want, too. I mean, women, see, here's the thing, too. I know I'm rambling a lot, but women who say that they can't find the kind of guy that they like, there's some guys that are checking for them. They just don't want them. Okay. And so there has to be a mutual interest. There has to be some chemistry. And we might unconsciously be turning away good positive energy and not realize it, but there are some suitors out there. So 
So okay. I can land the plane on this one right here. All right. I think there's multiple streams of upbringing that sort of dictate dictate early in a man's life and even early in a young lady's life who she's attracted to, who she's drawn to. And I think when a guy understands that, if he doesn't grow up with that sort of confidence and that sort of swag, as we put it, he can learn it. I mean, we have a lot to learn from guys who embody that sort of naturally. And I think in the long term, and this, this is something I said to you privately as well, it's like I think in the long run, because the sisters want that guy later on in life, they want the quiet guy, they want the suit and tie, like the sister said last week. They want that later on in life. Right. But if they meet him too early, they may not be ready to deal with that man. Well, they may not be you, put it in a, you put it in a different way last week. You put it on a low. You was like, you have a lot of women. That go for the You're listening the pretty to boy. exciting the, premium the, the, the content on swag. KCW. You're listening then, to exciting honestly, premium content A lot of women get used and wore out. And they get tired okay. in, they, in, in their mind. They get tired mentally. And when they get tired mentally and when they get tired physically and when they get tired emotionally, they're 30. And then they're looking for the nerd. They're looking for the guy that, that went to school, that, that, that wasn't popular, and they go, I can love him. But that ain't fair. Now you used up. You tired. <laughs> No, 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 I'm being real. I'm keeping it 100. Like I know, but I'm trying to figure out how. I, what was it I said last week? That's well, you said tonight. you said this. Listen, man, you was like the girls that we wanted, man. They didn't want us. Well, I was a little weird, but <laughs> they they don't they don't like the nice dudes and this this and that. They like the the roughnecks, man. They like the the jocks. But the jocks understood one thing that it was only physical attraction. That's all it was. And so you see the jocks, as they got older, they fat, wore out. They don't even look like they used to look. And you see the nerds becoming these bodybuilders uh, successful. I'm not saying all the time, but I take myself, man. I look at myself, man. I was a funny-looking dude. Now it's a nice-looking dude, funny-looking dude. Nobody, no girls want me at all, man. And so when I got out of the Army, man, I got that height, got that built. And I would turn women away. Now, check this out. I got more women because I turned women away than I tried to go get at women. So when I turned a woman away, it just, I got them. So I know I'm nice looking, okay? I know I got the height. I got game. Then I'm I'm smart. I turned a woman away and it turned it on. It turned it on. So then I would go, is this game or is it God? Say it again. Is this game or is it God? Because okay. God, I shouldn't be able to have to do that. I should be able to say, how you doing? Praise God. But I'm going to tell you something. I would say that, praise God, to women, and they would go, oh, let me go the other way. I'm being oh, real. Sure. Let, let me get deeper. I, 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 I have talked to women, and they'll go, oh, man, you know, I like your vibe, da, da, da. And I'll go, but what about Jesus? You know, I, uh, I don't know about going to the club. You know, I don't, I don't know about hitting that blunt. And some of them will go, oh, you know, I'm not ready for that. But Uh you're looking for a good guy. So Uh when you're talking about when we, our topic today is black women not finding that guy and they're going to other races, can we look at them a little bit? We're going to talk to some today after the break. We're going to bring it in. We got my boy Chris Singleton back in the studio. What's up, bro? What's going on, man? Okay. Uh, Okay. Okay. Has he got the mic on? What's up, man? You good? Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. Okay, okay. Uh, I'm glad you're in, man. I'm just right. yeah, chilling, man. Uh, 
I played a little ball today, so you know I'm a little, you know. But uh, we we on the topic again, man. And I wanna, I got my boy Pastor Starks here. Are you here? I'm here. I'm hey, here. Hey, I wanna know your inside. I got oh, Chris right here. I, I know, man. Wait I'm, a minute. What's, yeah, wait, I, 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 I got the, I got the house in today, man. <laughs> I didn't know, man. I know you I did. I know you did. I know you did, man. Brother's doing, man. It's all oh, good. Uh, okay, I'm glad they're all here because we're going to have a nice, robust conversation now. But, Russ, I think you need to go back and listen to the show. And I think you need to misunderstood where I was coming okay, from last week. Because I know, I know that we're, we're saying similar things, but yeah. we're, there, there are distinctions between us. And I, I think you, you misunderstood where I was coming from. Okay, break it I down. Believe, well, I believe that there is something in what you said with regard is a game or is a God. It's like, I, I use different terminology. You know, I'm definitely all about God, but I think it was just your confidence. When women saw that you were confident enough to, to walk away from them, confident enough to not have to thirst and hunger after them and lust after them automatically in their mind, somehow, I think you became a higher status brother. And so sometimes we want what is elusive to us. And sometimes there's something that's really attractive when women sense that we don't need them. You know what I mean? And I, I don't think that that should be deliberately played up because a mature brother, a mature man, doesn't need game to, uh, to pull women. And we know that now. But, you know, coming up, we were surrounded by cats who were all about the game and being players. Yeah, that's true. That's true. There's some of that. And there's a reason for that because it worked for them. And so if you have a lot of – if you have a, a rich environment where women are going for that and it's working for you, then it it's really becomes, okay, you're going to hate the player, you're going to hate the game. Well, don't you, so, think, don't you think that maybe they don't know what that, what that looked like? Okay, there's a certain man, mm-hmm. and let's say he alludes something that women have never seen before. Right. He recreates himself. Come on. He's not like Come other on. dudes. He, he, got a, he got a double swag. He got okay. maturity. He know how to right. talk. He know who he is. He knows who right. she is. Right. That's rare. That's a cat. That's a red. That cat is ready. That that cat is ready. Yeah. Now 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 if you, if you take that cat to the women that we had on last week, that's that's gonna talk. I guarantee you that cat getting ready to pull. Now the question is not that he can he pull them because they listening right now. They gonna they gonna come on. The okay. question is, does he want them? Okay. Are they ready? Okay. Are they ready for okay. that cat? Okay, so that that's where I'm coming from with that. And okay. at the risk, at the risk of overthinking it, I think I'm really cute, right? But <laughs> just because I like you doesn't mean you're gonna like me back. Right. right. <laughs> so right. yeah, I, yeah, that's all I'm saying. I agree with you. Okay, Pastor, what's, what's your thoughts? Wow, 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 wow. Now you guys got to remember, I'm a little bit older than you guys. Okay, that's all right. All right you got old swag. I, I got old got swag. Old swag. <laughs> okay. You know, when I was dating, it was trying to date. I was trying to date. Didn't know much about it. But it was a little different because people were pretty innocent and pretty understanding the game and, and wanted to have a relationship. You know, um, there was your gamers out there, but most of the people that were coming up were really interested in, in having a conversation, really interested in building a relationship. So, but I really didn't really get into dating until I got into the military, okay? And so then it was easy to date because I wore a uniform and had a paycheck. So <laughs> I had to pull nobody. Everybody was looking for me. Okay. And so, but uh, um, but I, I just think that the, the opportunity of, of dating was what you were, what you were looking for 
um, in in a relationship. I was looking for relationships. I wasn't looking just to pull nobody for a one night stand or just to be able to have somebody just to uh, you know just to freak out with. You know, the person who I was looking for, I was looking for the building something long, and so uh, so that's where I was I was coming from. Okay. And so okay. I, I didn't, I didn't, uh, I mean, you know, I, I you know, I'm light skinned with green eyes. I mean, you know what I'm saying? And so, so I, I, you know, you got pretty eyes. I mean, so what I'm saying? And so, so beauty is in the eye of the beholder, you know what I'm saying? Okay. But, but, uh, but, but once again, uh, unlike DJ Ron, I grew up in the church. Right. And so with, within a youth department that had 500 youth and we were all singing and going to camp. I mean, you know, we made our rounds between each other. Okay. Um, and even my wife that I have today has been married 37 years. She was in the same youth department, but she was two years younger. So I didn't even know who she was until I came back from the Navy. Man, that's a long time. Yeah, you know, and, and to, you know, I came back from the Navy and I go, who is that? Wow. Well, that's Cassandra. Well, where's she been? And knowing that she was in the same church all the, all these years. But, you know, there were just a lot of young ladies, a lot of men. And we, we all dated and we talked with each other. Um, but uh, but like I say, once I went off into the Navy, it was a whole different ball game because now you dating women, you ain't dating girls, right. you dating women, and you know. And now you know when you're looking at uh, Australia, you know, Mombasa, Africa, you know, Thailand, you know, Indonesia, okay. you know, this 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 is a whole different league. So, so you 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 got married at 21. Absolutely about about that, yeah. So yeah. so we gonna we gonna talk to Chris right here because he. I have uh, a, a, a experience in my 20s, almost through my whole 20s, I was single. Mm-hmm. And when I was 21 below, I didn't know I didn't know nothing. Right. So Chris, what's your thoughts? Well, pretty deep issue. I, uh, I like it. Uh, there's a couple of things. Um, <clears throat> it comes down to knowing who you are and what you want. And I'm speaking specifically to the females. And here's, here's what I mean. I um, have been approached more times when I'm in the club with another woman, mm. okay? In one night, then I might get approached, say, going out for an entire month by myself. There's something about the um, psychological reinforcement uh, of the wants of other human beings that attracts us to something. So I walk in with a bad chick at the club. I might be dressed so-so on purpose. I might have her go to the club before I get there, hang out at the bar, reject a couple of cats or whatever, wait for me, I get there, walk in by myself, walk up to her, now all of a sudden, I'm getting looks. Now all of a sudden, I'm getting numbers slipped in my pocket walking to the bathroom. And it's like, man, okay. Well, what it comes down to is this. I remember talking to a young lady a couple of years back and asking her, telling her, what is it about a certain lifestyle that attracts you? That is, why is it that you want to hang out with a dude like me. This back in maybe like 2000, I don't know, this, this a few years back. Why you want to hang out with a, with, with a dude like me? Well, I like the way you talk. I like, well, you know what? Possibly this is a craft that I've been working on for quite some time. Possibly this is something that I have not perfected, but highly honed because that's where I spend my attention and my energy. So if my energy is spent on picking up chicks as opposed to building a future, as opposed to thinking about what type of family man I'm going to be, well, what is the end game result of that? All right. So you like a guy 
you like a guy who can talk smooth. You like a guy who might be cute or whatever, you know. But at the end of the day, if you ask yourself, what do I want in a man? Is it instant gratification or delayed, pre uh, delayed pleasure, okay? And that's what I get off of this to where, yeah, you know what? You might walk into a club. You might walk somewhere and see a, a, a fly dude holding hands with a chick and so forth and think he has something. He might be fly. He might not be fly, but the chick might be fly. So you might look at her and say, oh, man, that brother must have something. Yeah, right. maybe what he has is the gift of gab, and that's about it, right. okay? But if you know what you want in life, you know who you are in Christ, okay? Right. You know what your goals are, then what's going to happen is that brother ain't going to have a chance because he's going to come. You're going to see right through him. And, 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 and that's a really good point that DJ Rome made last week when he was talking about, um, uh, you know, individuals, the chicks maybe wanting the dude that may be a player, maybe this and that. But when you look past the superficial and you get to the nitty gritty of who you are as a person and what you want, then I think that right. brings this whole thing full circle. And right. we can pretty much uh, circumvent a lot of heartbreak. Would you would you date and consider marrying a woman that was a clubber? That's difficult because, see, a woman who's a clubber, she has to be at the club. She's at the club. She's always at the Absolutely. club. And I don't like that because, right. see, at the okay. club, 90% of the people are single. Right. <laughs> you know? That's right. true. That's true. But, you, you know, when we break down, when they say, hey, there's no available men, men that, I'm going to be real, men that, uh, that, that you describe, not a man at the club. They're not at the club. Okay. They may go and see. But their primary, when I talk to men, I would go, would you marry any of these females up in there? Nah, man. N nah. Nah. Yeah. Well, what would you marry, man? Church. Okay. Now, but, but women don't understand that? or Well, well, well let, me, let me make a point about okay. what DJ Rome said last week. Okay. okay. We got three minutes. We're going to take a break. Go ahead. DJ Rome said that internet dating was something that he explored and had success with. Okay. Okay. If I, if I recall correctly. Right. Now, right. I, I don't know what the experience of those other women who had something negative to say about internet dating, but we're talking about the future. Okay. All right. We're talking about something that provides you with a platform to where you don't have to be in a sweaty environment. You don't have to be in an environment that, you know, you pretty much have to get ready for. This is, it's calm. It is something mm -hmm. that pretty much um, presents a plethora of opportunities. And it allows right. you to just be you. So I just want to give a shout out to the whole aspect of internet dating okay. um, and say that, you know, people say, where are the brothers? Well, they're right there. They're right. all over the place, you right, know? Right. Yeah, you know, so meet black singles. Doc, have you ever been? I mean, <laughs> they're, 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 there's a lot. There's a lot of them out there. Okay. Yeah. I'll tell you what, we're going to come back and we're going to top it up with some females that will talk about that and got some expressions they want to just kind of break out. This is KCWGTheTruth.com, Real Love, Real Talk, Uncut. I get so in you. Show it. 
my sins, but giving you all the glory. So I love you, love you for you. Cause you chose me, but I didn't know you. You sent your son from heaven to have it headed on earth. And that love you gave the spirit that I thirst. And I wanna, wanna show you, show you that I can't live without you. I need you every day, every second, and every hour. Cause you are my source that's higher than all power. So that's why, that's why I need you. So that's why I'm so caught up in you. Talk uncut. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. DJ Wrong, you still here with me? T Russ, I'm in the house. Hey, man, we got a special guest on the line. Uh, is she here? I'm here. Hey, I want to introduce my girl, Ariana Brown. Yes, how you doing? Hello. <laughs> yeah, hey, I got I got like a. Huh? I feel like a celebrity. Hey, you you a celebrity right now. I got my boy Chris Singleton in the house. He got a little smile. He got a little smile on his face. He didn't expect that. And uh little background. Uh Chris was trying to give you a call and uh we was talking about dating and how we look at uh black men and different things. But I'm gonna let Chris, I'm gonna let Chris introduce himself on the air. Uh Ariana Brown. Take it over, Chris. Ariana, how you doing? <laughs> I'm good in yourself. So. I'm doing all right. Been um, playing a little phone tag or kind of tag your it type deal with you, but you know, fin- finally we speak. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so that's all good. How you been? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing good. I hope you have some uh, some valuable insight for uh, 
this topic we're discussing tonight. I'm sure you do. Yes. What is it that you guys are talking about? Well, I heard last week. We're, talk I'm not we're talking about the whole dynamics of dating black men. We're talking about um, it was brought up, black men dating other races and so forth. Uh, I made the point last week that I truly believe that the vast majority of black men um, still are dating black women, and I can uh, name a number of celebrities, Will Smith, Boris Kojo, LeBron James, Dwayne Wade, I mean, s many celebrities okay. who are uh, dating black women. Uh, but, you know, there are some um, that prefer um, a lighter hue. Um, I won't name celebrity names, but, you know, I've been several places, uh, one particular celebrity in uh, been a couple of parties with him, and every time I'm there, he always has a white chick with him. But, you know, all right. Um, right. But, yeah, the issue was brought up, and uh, we were looking to get a perspective from a strong, beautiful black woman like yourself. How you feel uh, regarding the uh, the issue? I'm about about um, black people dating outside their race. Black men in particular. Yeah, black men in particular. Okay. And the fact that how you feel about it, because you had expressed to me, that you kind of sick and tired of being sick and tired, and that the that the young cats out here really don't understand who black women are. Can you expound? And 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 one more thing to chime into that. Let's take once again a beautiful woman like yourself, single, okay, looking around, seeing right. um, you know couples dating. You might be at the mall today, tomorrow, see a uh, brother walking with a black chick, a Latin chick, or so forth on his arm. And uh, then, you know, you go home and you're thinking to yourself, well, wait a minute, you know, I got my stuff together. I look good. You know, I take care of myself. Where's mine? So do you feel that right now with what's transpiring society, in society, there is a shortage of black men due to the fact that a lot of them are looking uh, to other races? Um, I think, I think, I personally, I don't discriminate. I don't um, mind if a black man wants uh, another race. I really don't really mind. But um, as a black man, it is a shortage. I feel like they're just not raised properly. I can't. I haven't came across one. You know, like a one that has one. What I'm looking for. Does that make sense? Well, it depends on what you're looking for. I mean. Yeah. What are I'm you looking, looking for? for? Just... I want to hear this. <laughs> <laughs> what you looking for? Um. I just. I'm looking for a man who, who loves God because I feel like if he loves God, he can love me. So that's my number one thing that I, I can, I'm saying that I, I see. You know, I look at men today and I see they're kind of like all over the place. They're living like of the world. They they just, they haven't found their self. So I'm looking for someone who has found himself. Does that make sense? Hey, Rihanna, what if uh, this, in, this particular individual you're speaking of loves God but has no swag? He doesn't dress well. <laughs> um, he doesn't know how to talk, articulate himself. Uh, and doesn't know how to excite you. Is that is that okay? So can you can you say that again? Okay. So this individual you're referring you guys to. Sound far away. I don't, I'm this individual you're referring again. to. Let's say hypothetically that um, okay. he quote unquote doesn't have game. He doesn't know how to uh, approach a female. Doesn't know how to excite a female. Doesn't know how to touch your button, so to speak. But he loves God. It, it, is this okay? Okay, I feel like um, I feel like I can teach him, you know, the things that I'm looking for, you know, per se. Like I feel like if he knows God and he's the person, I see he has all others, all the other qualities. I feel like I can teach him like the little stuff, you know, like okay, you so know how to. You're basically yeah, saying because this goes in direct accordance with what we just now discussed. You're basically saying okay. that the little stuff 
not being able to articulate yourself to a young lady, not being able to pretty much have swag is kind of small. That is, if he's clumsy, doesn't dress well, um, tripping over his words and so forth when he's approaching you, you got to ask him for his number because he's too shy, too scared to ask you for yours. But once you get to know him, it's all good. You're saying that's a little thing. Yes, you're right. Like I feel like some things like they can be fixed, you know. And I'm okay. looking, I'm not looking for uh, the guy who has swag no more. I feel like I've been there, I've done all that, you know. I'm looking for somebody who got his his stuff together. He's, you know, he knows how he 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 is established. He, um, you know, he's been to school. He's he knows where he's going. Besides, you know, the little stuff of his how he dressed. I feel like that's little. I can I can um I can help him with that stuff, you know. Well, let let me uh, let me commend you. For your attitude, I believe if uh, a lot of women had that same attitude, then uh, there'll be a whole lot less um, broken hearts. Uh, myself, having uh, hung out and uh, <clears throat> known some quote-unquote true players, it always uh, baffles me how a woman can allow an individual to treat her so poorly, but hang right. on to the hope that one day things are going to change. And of course, in her presence, okay, in her presence... He knows how to push her buttons. He knows how to excite her. And that little bit is enough for her to hold on to the hope that one day he's going to completely change right. who he is. Right. As opposed to seeing life as you're describing it right now, that look, these are just little things. You know, once you get to know the individual, once right. you get to know who they are, you right. know, you see the most important quality that he loves God. Uh, these are things that can be uh, corrected, so to speak. So I just want to commend you for... Uh, of the, that attitude. What you think, No, Therese? no, no. I see things like that all the time with your name. You know, girls are just putting up with things just because they still have the little things, like, you know, that they can remember, but they don't... Yeah, but they... um. But they're not, you know, getting all of the person, you know, so they just putting up with just little things like he can go out and and do. All, I was listening to you guys saying um, about the club and uh, I don't prefer. I don't want my man to be always going to the club, you know. Right. Like, if he's gone and he should know that it's nothing in the club, you know. Right. Nothing. They don't, and of course, nothing, so. making time for you at two in the morning when he's calling you with his uh, right. voice slurred. Right. Just putting up with anything. <laughs> yeah. 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 But let me ask you a question, though. Like, when you're in the club, um, do you have you looked when you're in the club? Because when you're in the club, we all look. It's very, okay. exci it's very yeah, exciting um, in the club, you know? Now, right. I, I don't really well, do now, the club scene. Okay, go ahead. No, no, no. I'm listening. But now when I go to the club, I'm not looking. No, I'm looking to have fun. That's all I'm looking for at this moment. I'm not looking for a guy. Because I, cause I don't, I know that my man is not in the club. I hope he's at home reading his Bible. <laughs> no, no, but I, I, I know that he's not in the club. I know good men go to the club too, but I don't think I'll find my man at the club. That's what I'm. You know the out. funny thing about that. Okay. <laughs> the funny thing about that is, uh, years ago I was talking to some of my buddies, and we were tripping out how women truly can go to the club because they want to dance, they right. want to have a good time. Yeah. Now it's very rare that uh. You know, a guy's going to call his homie, hey, man, I got to dance tonight, man. Let's go to the club. Nah. Partner? Nah. Guys are going to the club. All right, to meet them females. To get them females. And that's really what they're up to. You know, and if they're there this week, they're going to yep. be there next week. And they're going to be there after that and so forth. You know, it's like an animal who found a food source, you know. And it's not going to go away until it's forced away, you know. Okay. Yeah. DJ Rome. And I think there's an additional kind of cat that goes to the club. Now, representing club culture... I think that um, I think Miss Brown just alluded to it right toward the end there, and I couldn't agree more. Yeah, you can meet your man at the club. Now, I grew up in the church, 
but I've been in the club scene for a long time, and I, I know exactly what you guys are talking about. But when it comes to clubs and the type of clubs that I've dealt with, I don't play in gospel venues. I mean, I'm out there in this degree, to this to this degree. I grew up like in real hip hop. I grew up like in stuff that reposes me when I hear it on the radio. Right. Okay. So uh, let me rephrase that. The big, the things that drew me to the club scene were things that I wasn't able to hear on top 40, top 10 radio. And so I had to find some kindred spirits that also enjoy Tribe Called Quest or Boogie Down Productions or wanted to hear something real like Most Deaf or they wanted to hear some neo-soul like back in the 90s, late 80s, Anita Baker, which later became Erica Badu or Jill Scott, Alicia Keys. You feel where I'm going? And so I believe that there's a multifaceted caliber of person that you can potentially meet in the club because I approach it this way. I used to hear people all the time say, no, you're not going to meet somebody there because if you meet them there, you're going to lose him there or you're going to lose her there. Okay. I don't necessarily agree with that. I know what you mean, though, because I think it, it stems from sort of the, the ratchet culture where it's really all about the meat market. It's all about right. the chase. It's all right. about the guys right. who are out there trying to get phone numbers and get women. And I truly, really mean this. I came up with a crew of cats that wanted to go for the music. They wouldn't necessarily dance. They might dance. We, we, we would dance, but we were there because we wanted that booming system, and we wanted to hear some hot tracks that the radio wasn't going to play. And so I think in that arena alone, it automatically attracts a certain kind of customer and clientele. And I think that people that are of like mind, I think you're going to find that that's more of a target-rich area if you also share that same area of interest. And so I think where we can begin to address the issue of where do you find quality men, yeah, sure, you can find them in the church if that's where you're going. And I also think that you can go to other walks of life where you share common uh, interests and objectives. And I wanted to put that shout in there for for the club scene. It's it's not 100% of everything that I do, but I think it's a misnomer to assume that you can't meet a quality person there. Because I'm thinking, well, I'm here. I'm a quality person. I'm not foul. And so I hope that I do meet somebody. That's a good point. Like me. So if I'm here, what's weird about that? What's strange about that? We know. So uh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, that was my point. I just, I just want to interject something there. Uh, there's exceptions to every rule. I think uh, when we're talking about statistics, we're talking about chances. Uh, of course, you know, we've all been to the club, and there's a lot of quality people that have been there. At the same time, if somebody were to endeavor to meet their significant other, and uh, on the top three places to look, they were to place the club, statistically, they may not have success. I, I think that was the only point. Um, I think, yeah, I mean, it's possible. You can walk into a club and, you know, you might meet somebody and it might be all good, you know, but at the same time, there's a whole lot of more healthy activities. Uh, And when I say healthy, I'm referring to uh, what you just now said, DJ Rome, that there's, there's so much more to life than what people, you know, might find in their small little tunnel their small little world view that they uh, live day in, day out. You know, people that never travel, people that have never done different things, you know, go to work. All right, it's Friday night. You're listening to exciting premium content on morning. You're listening to exciting premium content on KCWG, the truth. There's so much more to it. And I I, I really think we're saying the same thing. Um, But I I, I do want to say that if somebody's out there listening 
you know, a young man, young woman, 18, 19 years old. Could you? Absolutely, you could meet somebody at the club. But I would encourage you to broaden your horizons and just look around you. I mean, you know, we live in Southern California, 15 million people. There's so much around us that we may never get exposed to simply because we don't step outside of our comfort zone. And let me say this before we before we take a break, Ron. Uh, me and my boy Chris went to a club one day. I don't go to clubs, but I went to a club with him one day. And uh, we stepped in, and I think about 20, 30 minutes, <laughs> 20, 30 minutes in, man, <laughs> he's looking at me, man, and he's like, uh, what's wrong with you, bro? <laughs> and, I, and I'm looking all over, man. I'm looking all over. I'm looking at the ceiling. I'm looking around. I'm looking at this. And I, I think he got irritated with me, man. We go outside the club. He said, man, what happened? I said, man, you didn't see that? He said, what? Man, you see them spirits flying? <laughs> you see those spirits flying around, man? I had to leave. I am very sensitive to spirituality. So I went to the club. I began to see spirits just flying all over the room. And that's just my gift. And there were not good spirits. They were familiar spirits. They were lust spirits. They were seducing spirits. And so I had to leave. <laughs> and I did leave. And I actually, and Chris was like, what? And he had never experienced that with, you know, and I was just like, whoa. And it freaked me out because I hadn't been to the club in years. And so with that, think about it, chew on it. Let's get back. Let's hit, let's hit a little joint right now. <laughs> yeah, I got a story about that, too. When we come back, I got a story about that night. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. So we'll kick it back. We'll be right back. All right. Family, what's going on? You listen to Real Love, Real Talk, Uncut with DJ Rome. You in the house? Good brother, T. Russ. Let's roll. Okay, and uh, my boy Chris, and got my boy Pastor Starks in the house. But check this out: we got a special guest, Sarita, Miss Sarita Green. Are you on the line? Hi. Hey, how you doing? Good. Okay, I'm glad you're with us. Hey, you know, we had a conversation, you and I today. And my conversation with you was like, 
we have been discussing, we're the black man. What do you think about the black man? And you said to me, I date a Mexican guy. And I was like, whoa, okay. Okay, that's okay. That's different. That's different. You know, what's going on? But we talked about the caliber of black men out there. You hear the stats. Some people say, hey, there are men that are that date black women a lot. Now, I don't see it a lot like I used to. I see black men going. I see black women getting tired. That's what I see. Can you talk about that? What's your thoughts? Okay. So I kind of just think, I mean, first and foremost, I feel like if we look at the the statistics, we look at the percentage of African-American men in California, period, it's very, very small. Okay. Then if you break that up, and, you know, you for me, an educated woman, I'm kind of looking for either career-driven, you know, education-driven. Um, so when I'm looking at that, I'm like, okay, so then we're, we're weeding out that, that small percentage already. All right. Um, and, then, and then it goes down to morals and values and beliefs and, and being a gentleman. And so, you know, you're really, you're really down to a very, very small percentage. Okay. Um, and I think I just kind of got tired of the, you know, not being treated with a lot of respect or, you know, the, the morals and the values in the African-American culture, I think, um, you know, aren't the same versus they value their women a little bit more and, and they treat their women a little bit better, I think. Okay. And this is just off of me and my experience, experiences. Okay. So I'm not speaking, I'm only, I can only speak for myself at this point. Okay. Did but you... just what I've noticed over the years, you know, is kind of becoming like, you know, a regular type of thing. So you think and, that you know, the, 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 the Hispanic culture, Mexican, he treats you much better. You've seen a different light and the respect as far as a gentleman. You didn't see that out of your African-American brothers, your black brothers? Correct. Hmm. Now, this is just my experience. This okay. is just what I've been through, you know. But then the more and more I talk to, you know, my girlfriends, and we're all saying the same, that when we're stepping outside of our own culture into another, it's a whole different ballgame. Wow. Um, you wow. know, my friends are dating, you know, I have a couple friends dating, you know, white men right now. Wow. And they're loving life. And they loving life. <laughs> DJ Ro, what's your thoughts, man? What's your thoughts, Ro? You're listening oh, to exciting premium content on KC. You're listening to exciting premium content on KCWG. The truth. And I'm with com. a sister, and I've never been happier. Okay. Beautiful. I've never been happier, and I don't think I ever will be happier. Okay. I love sisters. Okay. So, Miss um, Green, how would you describe the treatment? If you can put a verb to that, what were the brothers doing that were disappointing to you? That was disappointing to you. Um. I'd say more of the um, action. I just feel like action behind it, you know, more of the, you know. What is, what is I that? think a pr- I think pride. I think pride plays a major, major role. Um, you tell me you know, more about that. Just being able to, to text, your, text your girl in the morning, hey, beautiful, hey, gorgeous, or, you know, not having to wait for a text. Like, why are we playing games about who's going to text who first or who's going to call who first? Why are we playing games? You know, just more of the attention, um, the attention part, the affection part. Um, and don't get me wrong, I've been in a few relationships with, you know, my brothers that, you know, ha- they have been good. But I think it's always nice to see from a different, you know, culture and a different perspective what I'm seeing now. So it's, it's a lot different what I'm noticing. So it's, it's just a lot different. I don't know Compared if it's the pride what? part. Yeah, I don't understand the Compared pride part. Can you tell me more? Well, what's the pride? Um, you know, not... 
pride, okay, so let's say, you know, not being able to express really how you feel, um, you know, okay. being too prideful to apologize or too prideful to, you know, say how much you really like a person. Um, well, just and, you know, don't take that this doesn't mean every single brother in California. I'm just saying the ones that I've dealt with recently. So don't take offense to anything I'm right. saying. No, not at all. Not at all. Because I have, you know, I'm the daughter. I'm the daughter of a, a, a an amazing black man. He's amazing. Oh, yeah. so I look at him. Yeah, I look at him. He's he's amazing. You know, and right. so I look at him, and I know they're out there. I know they're out there. Absolutely, and been, I, I'm so know, glad to be talking course. to you. Because what I try to practice is, I know you will shut down and not talk to me if I shame you for what you're doing right now. If I make you feel bad about it, if that's even possible. And I think there's an opportunity here for all of us to learn from you as to what is it that you're getting that's building you up right now? What is it that this current man in your life is doing that's making you feel like the queen that you are? And how is he reinforcing everything that you ever aspire to become? How is he doing that? And I would like to know, is it exclusive to just this particular culture? And I know you're not saying that, so humor me for a second. And to what degree, and I'm not asking you to break up with the cat, but if a brother did embody these things, I get the impression that you would be open to that if you weren't seeing this current gentleman. Am I right? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. My children are with a, a brother, you know? My children, both of my kids are with Sir, a brother. Sarita, I think I you want an educated thug. <laughs> Tell me <laughs> real. I, I can listen friend. to you. I can listen. Thug. Oh, is that what it but is? Corporate thugs? That's what you're looking for, a corporate thug. He got the swag. He hard. Yeah, I already know. Yeah, that's that's rare to find. Chris, what you think about that? I, so, no, I just think it's about respect oh, okay. and your man. Like, I treat my man like a king as, as I want him to treat me like a queen. So like, that, how, how long have you been with him? Oh, this is brand new. <laughs> got you. Okay. That, that's what I thought. Um, and, and, and here's what I'm going to say regarding this, okay? Um, <clears throat> you're talking to a brother right now, um, and, and, and T. Russ knows this, okay? I've lived many years in South America. I am 100% fluent in the Spanish language. Um, if I had a dollar for every time a Mexican or a Latina woman told me that they're tired of Latin men and uh, they want to go with a black man because black men are more respectful, uh, black men are more tender with their woman, I'd be a rich man right now. What I'm getting wow. at is this. What I'm getting at... Is that in California? Is that in California? That's right Where here in California. No, this is right here in California. Okay. Okay. Um, what, I, what I'm getting at is this is not a phenomenon that's um, designated towards black people. Uh, this is something that you can find pretty much across the board. Um, and when we're talking specifically, you, you mentioned about uh, you're dating a Mexican guy. Um, I made this point last week on the show. Initially, uh, there's a lot of differences. There's a lot of excitement that a person's going to experience when they um, enter into an inner, um, inner um, a racial uh, relationship. But what's going to happen, or what hypothetically could happen, is once all that fades out, who you are as a person is what matters. And I, uh, I, I appreciate how you keep on making the, uh, the uh, statement that, look, this is just my experience, guys. I can't speak to anybody else. You're, and I appreciate that uh, a lot because you're just pretty much calling it as you've seen it, as you've experienced it. Uh, but I do want to give that perspective, okay, that myself, having dated uh, more than one, a, a, a lot of Mexican women, um, and, and being told that pretty much by every single one, 
uh, that, you know, okay, the Mexican guys are like uh, machistas, meaning macho, controlling, and so forth. And again, I know several Mexican guys that are not like that at all. But when they, right. I, I would hear them paint their own guys with this broad brush that, oh, they're all this and that. They all want to control their women. You know, they all want to tell me what to do and so forth. Well, again, I would encourage a person, okay, to look at the individual, all right? Look at who you are. Look at who you're dating, okay? Don't put them in a box. Don't put them in a category because then there's a lot of times when a person can be in for a rude awakening, okay, like I've seen happen on both sides, okay? I've seen... Um, uh, black guys date Mexican women because, oh, well, you know, they're nicer, they're more, you know, respectful, more submissive, and they get their head almost ripped off one day, you know? Um, and I've seen the other way around as well. Um, so I would just say um, that in commenting on what you said, I appreciate what you said about how this is your experience, but I would encourage anybody listening to look at who you are first. Take don't judge the book by the cover, right? You got to read the pages because I promise you this. Those people from that other race, they're saying the exact same, same thing. thing. Absolutely. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Right. And like I said last week when I, was, when I was visiting with you guys last week, you know, the first thing that came out of my mouth is I don't discriminate. So it wouldn't matter if it was a Hispanic culture or not. You know, if, if it was a guy from a different race and he's treating me good, you know, this is, this is something new to me. So I'm like, okay, like I, li I like what I'm seeing here so far. Now, that's one person out of the entire race, you know, so it's like you're very right. It, it's all based on individuals. So what, ab based on individuals. so what about if you go black, you never go back? What? What? You know, You're I've heard older women. Hey, I heard older women say, "There's nothing like a black man." From the the feel to the to the smell, because I can say that about black women. You don't feel that way. You don't feel that way. Nope. Okay. 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 You multicultural. Okay. Yes. Yes. Hey, I got away last. Know she wanted to share a little bit about her online experience before we run out of time tonight. Okay. Okay. You know, I was talking about that there's some potential there, and I was chiming in about the club scene and there's potential there. And so, Miss Green, um, your online experience—you said it was tragic. What did you mean by that? I'm glad you remembered the word because that's the exact word I use. I do. So break that down. Break that down. Okay, so let me give you a little story real quick of what happened to me recently. Yeah, five minutes. Talking to this guy on Tinder. Tinder was the site. Talking to this guy, very attractive. We exchange numbers. We're talking every day, and I mean wasting my time talking, okay? So at that moment, I didn't know I was wasting my time. We're getting to know each other hours on the phone, planning a date. Um, everything's cool. Like, I'm really feeling this guy. I'm excited for our date, you know? And so... <laughs> The day before we're supposed to go on the date, I get a message on Instagram that says, did we meet on Tinder? Question mark, question mark. So I'm thinking, are you talking to that many females that you're confused? That's my first thought, that you, you don't know or you don't remember or what? And I start really thinking right. about it. I'm like, this is kind of weird. So I text him, and I'm like, did you, did you just message me that or what? <laughs> By the time I got back to into my Instagram app, it said, this is his wife. Wow. And I'm like, Okay. What? 
And so me okay. being, you know, the person that I am, I'm 33 years old. Like, I'm not playing games. I, I don't have time. I don't even have time for myself, let alone time for anybody else in that in that manner. So I just immediately blocked. I just blocked him on Instagram. I blocked Tinder. I blocked my cell phone because it's like even if you had an excuse, it, there's no excuse. So whatever, even what you were saying. But th- that's just my point is that you never know what's really going on. Did you and, date and that's again? one experience. That's exactly. just one. Huh? Okay. I, I, Did you date again? <laughs> Wait, I gotta say something. Though. <laughs> when you this said it, like well, when you said you, when <laughs> you said you started on Tinder, okay, already that was already the first mistake. <laughs> just want to just want to say look, that I've been on Match.com. I don't, don't think that that you know what I mean, and it, they've all been bad. They've all been bad. So all been bad. I had a guy on on Match.com that totally catfished me. Okay, and when we met in person, it was not even his picture. <coughs> it wasn't even his picture. It wasn't him. <laughs> so, 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 really, the bottom line—it's not really about. You guys are over there rolling. Well, we are rolling. We are. We are. So we're really trying to find a distinction. Like, so it's really about individuality, not about ethnicity, not about. It's just that person that makes you happy. They vibing with you. Right. Now, I am a type of person that was asked not too long ago, would you date a white woman? No, I would not. No, I would not. And the reason I would not is because... But you'll date a, but you'll date a, a Puerto Rican? Um, I, I'm about sisters. I really like sisters because they understand the struggle. You know, they understand the struggle. I love to talk to a sister that's been through also, and we can talk about our culture together. And that's why I'm with a sister now. She understands that struggle. She's where I'm from. And we can vibe like that. So if I'm talking to another woman that doesn't share that culture and that struggle, I'm going to get frustrated. Um, I'm going to probably be impatient. What about, the open, what about being open-minded? What about the open-minded? I, I, I believe about the open-mindedness, but it, again, it's about what I want or about what you want as an individual. I want somebody to share my thoughts understand my perspective on different things, uh, my religion, my politics, uh, my sexual aspirations, you know? And I think that's how you match up, you know? Do we have the same mindset, you know? You know what I'm saying? You said sexual aspiration. I, we can go down a whole another rabbit hole with that. Yes, we can. That's why I said it and stop. <laughs> that's why I said it and stop. You are running out of time, Yeah, but when we... Um, I was with a Hispanic woman before, the the queen I'm with now, the sister, and it wasn't, it's kind of like what Ms. Green said last week, she doesn't discriminate, so I wasn't looking for an interracial relationship. Okay. I wasn't looking. I've always preferred sisters, but it just so happened that it was an opportunity. We were sharing a common space and a common interest, and things just sort of developed naturally. Right. It was definitely organic at the time, and so... I know she just asked you about white women. To what degree would seeing a brother with a white woman, Russ, it, it's not where you're coming from right now, but how do you feel about brothers dating outside their race and that person outside the race is white? Let me tell you white something. I, I really don't have a problem with it. The only problem okay. that I have with it is this. If that brother never gave an opportunity to a sister or maybe so. had that stereotype well, sisters right. argue too much and not, not giving them an opportunity. But let's say he did. Right. I think it's cool because it's to each his own. Well, with that being it's said, I know we got to get up out of here. It's at that 7 o'clock hour, man. But I appreciate our guest, Sarita uh, Green, being on. She is so funny. Chris Singleton in the house. Uh, and my boy, DJ Rome, man. 
we uh we're gonna hit it back next Thursday, man. And uh we're gonna come with a different angle and and talk about some deeper things. It's a surprise, I'm not gonna tell you. You can reach us on Facebook, Real Love, Real Talk Uncut. Give us a like, give us a comment, and uh share some things with us. We'll be back. That's right. We all love you, man. This family. One love. One love. Bye. One love. You just listened to an exclusive KCWGTheTruth.com program on our subscription premium content channel. Thank you again for your support of KCWGTheTruth.com, the best internet radio on the planet.